Welcome to a new episode from English Plus Podcast. And today, we're going to talk about grammar and speaking, and we're going to continue our journey in learning more about modal verbs. Last time, we talked about can, could, and be able to. Today, we're going to talk about have to and must. As I usually say when we talk about grammar, I want you to think about these modal verbs as tools that will help you express yourself better, not just a grammar lesson that we're going to learn what to use with have to and what to use with must and how we're supposed to use them. Well, this is a part of the job, of course. We need to know how to use them and when to use them and what they mean, but what they mean is the most important thing. Because what we can get from what they mean and in which contexts they can be used is key to improve the way we express ourselves. We can express ourselves more efficiently. And by saying more efficiently, that means with far fewer words than you usually do. So are you ready for this new grammar and speaking episode? Let's dive right in and start talking about have to and must. But before we do, let me remind you that you can practice everything we're going to talk about in today's episode on the website, englishpluspodcast.com. Of course, you know the website. So now, without further ado, let's talk about have to and must. That's coming next. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. So let's start with have to, which is the more versatile one. And in a moment, you will see why. Now, have to, when I say I have to do something, what does that mean? Obviously, it means it is necessary to do it. And sometimes even I'm obliged to do it. I have no other choice. Although, you know that you always have a choice, but <laughs> let's not get philosophical here. Let's stick to grammar and speaking, right? So let's get some examples and try to understand it more. Now, for example, what if you're driving and the passenger who's sitting next to you tells you that you can't turn right here. You have to turn left. Well, obviously you can turn right if you want to, but that'll be against the law and you'll be fined if you do that. So you have to turn left. It's not only necessary, you're obliged to do it by law. And what about if I say, I have to wear glasses for reading? Well, of course, if I don't want to wear the glasses, I can do that. But I won't be able to read much, or I won't be able to see those small letters. So I have to wear glasses for reading. It's not an option for me. If I really want to read easily without hurting my eyes or without straining my eyes, I have to wear glasses. Let's see another example. Robert can't come out with us this evening. He has to work late. Well, obviously, he can quit his job and come with us, but it is necessary for him to keep his job. It's not that he is obliged to do it in a way or another, but he has to work late because his job demands it, so he has to. And here we will see why I told you at the beginning that have to is a little bit more versatile than must, because have to is just a verb. You can use it in the past if you want. So we can simply say, last week, Tina broke her arm and had to go to hospital had to go to hospital. So it's just the same meaning, of course. She had to. She was obliged to. She wouldn't just like stay at home and wait for it to heal on its own. She had to. It was necessary. She was obliged. She was. So we can use have to both in present and in the past. And of course, I didn't say it, but you should remember that when we want to use it with he or she in the present, you need to say has to, not have to, obviously. But anyway, we can use it in the present. We can also use it in the past. Let me give you another example when I use have to in present perfect as well. I haven't had to go to the doctor for ages. 
Talking about this experience, general experience, without referring to a specific time in the past, and that is one of the common situations where you want to use present perfect. And guess what? Of course, you can use the present perfect with have to. That's why I said it is versatile. We can use it in different times, different tenses, different contexts, and that's a little bit more flexible than must. But we'll get to must. Let's not just get ahead of ourselves. So, again, just to wrap up what I just said, when I say I have to do something, that means it's necessary to do it or I'm obliged to do it. And although I'm using have to with must and I'm putting it under model verbs, and all other model verbs don't need auxiliaries to make questions and negatives. Like, for example, can, we can say I can, I cannot. Or when I want to ask a question, I can simply say, can you do that? So with model verbs, we don't need other auxiliary verbs, but not with have to. Because have to is flexible, because have to can be used in the present, in the past, present perfect, what have you. When we want to make questions, we need to add do, does, or did in the past. And of course, we need that also to make negative sentences. So for example, what do I have to do to get a new driving license? Now notice how we use that. I didn't say what have I to do. Maybe that's a little bit old fashioned. People in the past used that. You might have heard that in some movies, especially if the language is old, or of course the setting is old and they're using this kind of old language. But in modern English, we don't say that anymore. We don't say what have I to do. And that sounds like Shakespearean a little bit. But we say, what do I have to do? We treat it just like any other simple verb. The meaning is just like must. It is necessary to do. I'm obliged to do it. But here, of course, I'm using it as a question. What do I have to do to get a new driving license? Or if I want to use it in negative, I would go like, Karen doesn't have to work Saturdays. Not Karen hasn't to work Saturdays. It doesn't work this way doesn't have to work Saturdays. And what if I want to use it in the past? A question in the past. Did you have to wait a long time for a bus? Did you have to wait? Not had you to wait. But I know this last one is obvious. Now, nobody is going to tell you had you to wait. That's kind of awkward, strange. Did you have to wait a long time for a bus? And guess what? That's not the end of it. We can use it in other expressions in the future. You can say, I'll have to. I will have to. I'm going to have to. Or we can use it with other modal verbs, like I might have to, or I may have to. So you see, that's what I meant when I said have to is a lot more flexible or versatile than must. Let me give you a couple of examples on how we can use have to in the future or with other modal verbs. For example, they can't repair my computer, so I'll have to buy a new one. I will have to buy a new one or I'm going to have to buy a new one. Both are fine. So you see, we can use it in the future if you want. Or we can say, we might have to change our plans, or we may have to change our plans. The meaning is, it's possible that we will have to change them. So I don't think there's anything wrong about have to that will make you like it any less, because it is versatile. We can use it in a lot of different situations, a lot of different times and tenses, obviously. So it is definitely a must when you want to express that something is necessary to do or that you are obliged to do it. But what about must? Of course, we talked about have to. What about must? That's coming next. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. So, let's talk about must. Well, obviously, must is similar to have to. Well, you can say, it's later than I thought, I must go, or I have to go. 
So you have two options. So must is simply good to give you another option to say that something is necessary or that you are obliged to do something. You can use must or have to when you give your own opinion to say what you think is necessary or to recommend someone to do something. For example, I haven't spoken to Sue for ages. I must phone her or I have to phone her. I say it is necessary. Or Mike is a really nice person. You must meet him or you have to meet him. I recommend this. It's not about just being necessary. I'm just giving you a recommendation. Now, of course, here I know what's going on in your mind and you say, why don't we use should? Of course, we can use should. Obviously, we can use should. And to be honest, should is a lot better. But we're not talking about should today. We're talking about must and have to. There will be a special episode very soon because we're talking about models and we will definitely talk about should. But let's stick to our topic for today, must and have to. So again, we can use must and have to when we give our own opinion to say what we think is necessary or to recommend someone to do something. But now let's talk a little bit about differences. And here when I say differences, it doesn't mean that one is absolutely right and one is absolutely wrong. You will see that a lot. When we talk about grammar, it is rarely the case. We don't usually have a completely wrong thing and a completely right thing. We have preferences and we have more normal uses. And that's what we talk about most of the time. And here, let's start with one. We use have to, and not usually must, when we want to say what someone is obliged to do. And here we're talking about it as a fact, not our own opinion, not the speaker's own opinion. I'll give you an example. I have to work from 8.30 to 5.30 every day. It is a fact. It's not an opinion. So usually when it is a fact and not an opinion, we tend to use have to a little bit more than must. We don't usually use must when we want to describe a fact when you are obliged to do something. It's not an opinion. Remember, another example, Jane has to travel a lot for her work. It's not a, an opinion. I'm not just giving her a recommendation or anything. It is a fact. She has to travel. So here, it's better to use have to and not must. But that doesn't mean that we don't have places where we usually use must and not have to. We use must in written rules and instructions. And we don't usually use have to in there. For example, applications for the job must be received by May the 18th. Or seat belts must be worn. Now, when you see these instructions, and you can see them everywhere, you can see that must is almost exclusively the word to use in those written rules and instructions. We don't find a lot of have-tos in there. And remember, when we want to talk about something necessary or something you were obliged to do in the past, you can't use must anymore. You have to use had to. That's the only way. For example, I went to the meeting yesterday, but I had to leave early. Not I must left early. I must had left. Doesn't work. I had to leave early. Okay? So here, remember the three differences. If you're talking about a fact and not your own opinion, have to is better. If you want to describe obligation in written rules and instructions, we usually use must, not have to. And finally, if we want to talk about this obligation in the past, we use had to, not must. Must is impossible, actually, in this case, because if we use it in the past, it will mean something completely different. But now, what about negative? Well, negative poses another problem. It's not a problem, actually, but the meanings of must not and don't have to are completely different. Maybe they have a lot of similarities in affirmative, and that's true. 
Of course, we said that we prefer have to in certain cases, we prefer must in other cases, but when it comes to negative, it's not a matter of preference anymore. The meaning is totally different. And that will be our very last point for today's episode, believe it or not. I'm not going to drag on any longer, and as I told you, this is going to be a light episode that you're going to enjoy and learn a lot from, but that doesn't mean that there's no practice. Don't forget about the practice. You can find the link. If you're on Patreon, the link is right in the post, and if you're on the website, just don't skip the practice. The practice is very important, and as I usually say, you can skip the practice for today and just come back tomorrow or the day after tomorrow to do it because that's definitely better for your learning, But definitely don't skip it altogether. So again, next we're going to talk about the difference between must and don't have to in negative. So mustn't and don't have to. That's coming next. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. So our very final point for today's episode, mustn't and don't have to. Remember, we said they're completely different. If you say you mustn't do something, you're just telling people don't do it. You'll get into a lot of trouble if you do it because it's against the law, because I said so, but whatever. Whatever the reason is, but that simply means don't do it. I'll give you an example. You mustn't, you must not tell anyone. What am I telling you here? Don't tell anyone. You're obligated. I told you a secret. You're obligated not to tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. You must not tell anyone. Or as we usually use it, you mustn't. We usually use it in contracted form here. You mustn't tell anyone. Let me give you another example. I promised I would be on time. I mustn't be late. I must not be late. So here, the meaning is very similar to must and have to in affirmative, but it's just negative. It's not that difficult, right? But don't have to is completely different. You might think that don't have to might mean the same thing, but it's actually not. When you say you don't have to do something, that means you don't need to do it. If you want to do it, do it, no problem. But you don't have to. That means you don't need to do it. It's not necessary. When you say must not, you're talking about something necessary. When you say don't have to, you're talking about something not necessary. Well, you can still do it if you want, but you don't have to. You don't need to do it. It is not necessary. Let me give you a couple of examples. You don't have to come with me. I can go alone. It's not necessary. I can do it on my own. I can go alone. You don't have to come with me. I'm not telling you don't come with me. I'm not saying you mustn't come with me. I'm not forbidding you. No, I'm just saying it's not necessary. You don't need to do it. I can go alone. It is not necessary. You don't have to come with me. That's the difference in meaning. All right, let me give you another example. I don't have to be at the meeting, but I'm going anyway. So it is not necessary for me to be at the meeting. I don't need to be at the meeting. If I don't want to go, I can do that, but I'm going anyway. Because here it's not about prohibition like must not. If I say I mustn't be at the meeting, that means I can't go even if I want to. Because I mustn't be. If I go there, I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe they will call security or something, but it's not the case. I mustn't go to the meeting. That means I can't go even if I want to. But when I simply say I don't have to be at the meeting, that means it's not necessary. But if I go there, it's fine. I can go there. And in the example here, I just said, but I'm going anyway. I don't have to be at the meeting, but I'm going anyway. So I hope now you understand the difference between must and don't have to, both in positive and negative. 
And of course, I promised this would be the last point in today's episode, but there's just one simple point that I would like to add before we finish the episode, and that has to do with have got to, because that can also be used instead of have to. You can use have got to instead of have to if you want. You can say, I've got to work tomorrow. And when I say that, you quickly realize that, yeah, this is something very common. We hear that all the time. I've got to go. I've got to work tomorrow. I've got to. That's how you hear it when people say it quickly, just like I wanna and I'm gonna. I've gotta. I've gotta work tomorrow. Well, actually, it is I've got to work tomorrow. If you want to use it in your speaking, obviously, you can say I've gotta, no problem. But if you want to write it down, make sure that you don't write gotta. Write got to, all right? But what does it mean, I've gotta work tomorrow? That's exactly the same like I have to work tomorrow. What about, when has Helen got to go? That's exactly the same like, when does Helen have to go? Well, in most cases, we consider have got to a little bit more informal than have to. But it's not the case all the time. Sometimes have to can be informal or formal. But yeah, you could take this tip and try not to use have got to in formal situations or informal writing. You can use it in speaking a little bit more. Because actually, it is used in speaking a lot more than in writing. But with that point... As I promised, we come to the end of today's episode, short and sweet as I promised, but full of information, I hope. And I hope that you learned things you didn't know about before. And if you want to make sure that you did actually learn these things, you can practice what you learned and I got you covered. The practice is on the website. The link is right in front of you or maybe you're already on the website and you can see it. So just please don't skip that and practice because that will cement the knowledge we talked about here today in your mind and you will remember it forever. I promise you that. And with that being said, thank you very much for listening to another episode from English Plus Podcast. This is your host, Danny. I will see you next time.